final installment of the series we've been in, Building Your Life from the Ground Up. And if you've been here for the last, this is week number seven, um, you have joined us as we've learned some basic principles. You know, what we've said is just like an athlete has to keep doing the basics, they have to keep watching the ball, keeping their eye on the ball in order to hit a home run, right? They have to keep uh, all of the basics and become skillful and masterful in the basics to get the wins in life. It's a lot like that in our Christian life. There are basic principles in the word of God that we have to embrace and have to build into our lives in order to live the John 10 and 10 life, which is the life that is the satisfying, abundant life that Jesus came to bring for us. So we've learned over the last few weeks that God is good. And unless that is a very solid piece of how we build our life, that we truly believe that he's good, that we truly believe we can count on him, that we truly believe he's honest and he doesn't lie, he's not going to leave us in jeopardy. Unless we truly believe that, it's going to be hard to get some wins in life. So we've learned that God is good. We uh, focused for uh, a week on the fact that not only is he good, but he went to great lengths to adopt you and me into his family. And in that, he's given us access to every good thing that he has. We learned that we can build our life unapologetically on the word of God. And when we see something in the word, we say yes, and we obey, and we do what the word says. We learned that building from the ground up into our lives, that we don't just function just like everybody else functions, living by what they see, by their own reasoning, by their feelings. Obviously, those play a part in our makeup, but the way we make decisions as believers is by this muscle of faith right on the inside of us that causes us to believe in God, drives us to trust him at his word. And then we also looked at the secret sauce to loving life and seeing good days. The word of God says that it is all about what's coming out of our mouth. And uh, God says things about who we are. But if we say something opposite about what God says, we're going to actually get in our life what what we say. What we say brings life or it brings death. And it's a part of how we build our life. And so last week we talked about... Uh, eternity. And this isn't all that there is. This physical life and the physical body, just doing the normal things of life. This isn't where life ends for us. This is just a breath according to what the Bible says. And so we talked last week about the reality that we're going to stand before Jesus. We're going to give an account. Jesus is going to say, what did you do with what I put in you? How did you become more like Christ? And what did you do to help build the kingdom of God. And so we talked last week some about how we can spend our whole lives just filling our life, being busy about things that don't matter in light of eternity. But today we wanted to give you some context and a way to really kind of put your hands around how we can start building our life with things that are eternal, building our life with things that matter. Because the truth is, and we all need to believe this, and we all need to actually build our life this way, We're accountable to God, and we will stand face-to-face with him. And he will look at our life, and he will judge our life according to the word on what we did, what our motives were, what our actions were, and if we were just busy with things that didn't matter or if we built into our life purpose. And so that's what we want to talk about today. So I'm going to make a connection between purpose, assignment, and taking our place today. And so if we look at 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 9, I want to show you just a little example of where... We want to kind of begin this conversation. And as Pastor Kathy said, it's not hard at all for us to just fill our lives, our moments, our day-to-days with uh, just activity. How many of you would say that 
you've run into this situation, you've had moments in your life where you felt like you didn't have enough time. Anybody ever felt that way? Steve Martin's I'm out of time. You know, other things you'd love to do, things you'd like to go after, but you just, you know, where do I find the time in the day? And the truth is, is that it's not hard at all to fill our everyday existence with activity. In fact, one of the things that we know today in our world today is that more and more people are trying to figure out how to satisfy the need that's inside of them. And the, the way that they typically go after is by filling it with stuff and activities, just constant motion and action. And it's possible to go your whole life and look back on your life and on one level say, man, did I really even accomplish anything of significance? But even as believers, it's possible to go our whole lives and look back and ask the question, did I really even fulfill the purpose of God for my life? And so one of the questions that we hear people asking quite often is, what is my purpose? Have you ever wondered what your purpose was? Have you ever been through a season where you thought, I don't I'm not clear about even what my purpose is. What's my, why do I matter? What's my purpose? And I want to make a distinction for us here today on the idea of purpose because I believe it really is important for us to understand what purpose is, why it matters, and what mostly we believe purpose to be and why it's probably not what most people interpret it to be today. So we think of purpose this way. We say, well, if they're really good, at, so a person's really good at something. So if you're really good at for example, maybe you're good at singing. Maybe you're an artist. You go after it and you become an artist and popular and all that. And people will say, well, they're fulfilling their purpose. Or if you're really good at athletics, maybe you pursue a career and you become a professional athlete. Well, they're, they're fulfilling their purpose. Or maybe it's business. Maybe it's education. Maybe you become a teacher. Maybe you become an architect, a builder, whatever it might be that we become in life. Most people will relate the idea of purpose to that thing we love to do and we're really good at. And we say, wow, they're fulfilling their purpose. But that's not what purpose is. In fact, when you look at the human, uh, just human, the humanity, at people, we all share the same purpose. And the reason that's true is because an object doesn't get its purpose from its existence. It gets its purpose from its creator. Whoever created or designed that thing is the one that determined its purpose. Every one of us was created by God. Whether you're a believer or not a believer, you were created by God. Well, you might say, well, pastor, God didn't reach down and create me by his hand. No, but he created you by his system. The system of seed time and harvest. God put that into place. You're here today because of that. You and I have been created by God. And so we find our purpose not in what we love to do, not in things we can be busy doing, not in things that we're great at. We find our purpose in why God created us. And so we look at Matthew chapter 22, for example, 22 verse 36, where Jesus is asked a question. His disciples say, what is, what is the most important thing in, the, in all the law of God, in the kingdom of God? And Jesus responds and he says, it's two things. Love God, love people. Love God, love people. It says, in this is defined our purpose, your purpose, my purpose, the purpose of the person sitting next to you, the purpose of the person that's not here today, the purpose of the person struggling with addiction, the purpose of the person who's wondering what their purpose is, is to love God and love people. We might also say it this way, to be like Christ and to build the kingdom of God. 
That's our purpose. The reason that you were created was relationship with God and then to multiply that relationship in others. Love God, love people. That's your purpose. Your purpose is not holding down a job. Your purpose is not starting that business. Your purpose is not becoming an educator. Your purpose is not starting that career. Your purpose isn't just being kind. Your purpose is to love God, to be like Christ and to build the kingdom of God, to love people. That's your purpose. That's my purpose. And so when we look at 1 Timothy, in, or 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 9, it says this, that God has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given in Christ Jesus, given to us in Christ Jesus before the world began. So your purpose and my purpose isn't something that we choose. I don't get to choose what my purpose in life is going to be. I know what my purpose in life is, and that is to be like Christ and to build the kingdom of God, to love God and love people. And what happens often is that we get purpose confused with the other word I want to introduce today, and that is assignment, assignment. You not only have, you and I not only have a purpose, but we have an assignment, I want to give you an example of this. It might be an, uh, an easy way to break it down to say we all have the same purpose. We're all created by God. We all have the same purpose, but each of us have different assignments. So, you know, as we lead people and especially teach Victor College, those who are in Victor College are often seeking, like they know, man, I want more of God. I want to be more clear. And everyone is asking, I don't really understand what my purpose is. And a lot of people come through, you know, uh, to church or to Victor College trying to figure out their purpose. But for us to understand today, we all have the same purpose. And that is to be like Christ and to build the kingdom. And we do that by loving God and loving people. That's our purpose. Mm-hmm. Yet we have different assignments. And what we have, what we have to understand is the distinction. And the st- distinction matters because so many times in life we get our assignment mixed up with our purpose. And we say, well, I love to do this. I'm passionate about it. I'm good at it. It must be what God created me to do. No, God created us to love and worship him and to share that love with others so they can love and worship him. That's why we were created. Now, our assignment within life is to fulfill that purpose. Every assignment that we get is to fulfill that purpose. And so it becomes so easy to just cram our days full of all kinds of things. And I mean literally, our 24-hour day-to-day living day, it becomes so easy to just fill it with things. Like for, who likes peanut M&Ms? Anybody like peanut M&Ms? Awesome. I do too. And it's so easy to fill our life with stuff that's fun and exciting. Things that we love to do. Hanging out with friends, going to events, playing sports, all kinds of cool things we can do that are fun and exciting. We're always looking for that next exciting adventure. And you can fill a lot of your day with that fun and exciting stuff. Maybe you fill your day, but we all do, to some extent fill our day with stuff that's leisure going to the movies, hanging out and watching TV, cooking out, just chilling, relaxing. And we can fill our day with uh, catching up on Game of Thrones, binge watching. Nobody watches GOT. 
All right, pop, we'll take your popular series on Netflix that you binge watch. We can fill our day with that. But then there's also the stuff that we have to do like career. We, take, we drink coffee so we have what we need in the morning to be ready to go into work. We need our cup of joe to get rolling. And we fill our day with career pursuits and business and work and working eight hours, 10 hours, 12 hours a day, 60, 80 hours a week and grinding and going after it. And we fill our day with that. And then we also fill our day with things that we don't expect. They're like the rocks. They're the hard things in life, the crisis that come up, that relationship that didn't go the way we thought it would. The business didn't quite take off like we thought it would. So we're having to spend a lot of extra time figuring all those things out. Loved ones come and go. And our life just gets filled up with all these things. And before you know it, you look back on your life and you say, well, we had fun. We hung out. We worked hard and we had hard times. And that was it. And people will say, well, you know what though? But at least my career had to do with what I love to do. That was my, I fulfilled my purpose. No, not necessarily. Because when we stand before God, we're not going to give an account for how much fun we had, how much leisure time we had and chill out we had, how hard we worked to build that business or how we handled those crises. We're going to give an account for whether or not we loved him and loved people. And if we aligned everything in our lives for that purpose. So let me talk about assignment. You may say, does that mean we can't have fun? Does it mean I can't watch Game of Thrones? Does that mean I can't have a business? Does that mean I, uh, that I should try to avoid hard times? No. No, we can, we can have fun. Who likes to have fun? Yeah. We can enjoy peanut M&Ms. It's quite all right. You can have leisure time, hangout time, go out on the boat, spend time grilling out. It's great. You can have a business. You can have a career. You can work hard. You're going to go through hard times whether you like it or not. So you don't even need permission for that. But the difference is that we do all those things for the purpose. We do all those things for loving God and building his kingdom. We don't start the business just to take care of our family and have extra stuff. We do it to propel the kingdom of God. We go after that career. We educate our children. We get involved in certain things, not because they make us feel good, but because it perpetuates the things of God. We raise our children to perpetuate the things of God, love Jesus, and build the kingdom. Why? Because that's our purpose. It's the thing for which we will give an account. But what I love about this idea is that we look at this little jar. It's kind of cool looking now, isn't it? Maybe we should have those at the bookstore. I don't know. Got to get through the hard stuff to get to the good stuff, right? So if you look at this jar, everybody in here would probably would recognize that this is what kind of a, a, a vessel? What's this built for? Yeah, it's a vase, right? It's a vase. And you put flowers in a vase. And so you might look at that vase and say, well, the purpose of that vase is flowers, but that's not correct. The purpose of the vase is to hold whatever the owner wants to put in it. Kind of an example right here. It's not holding flowers, but it's serving its... That's because today, peanut M&Ms, marshmallows, coffee, and rocks are the assignment of that vase. 
this vase has an assignment. And that in that assignment, it is fulfilling its purpose. You see, your purpose is not your assignment. Your assignment may be to start that business. Your assignment may be to be that educator. Your assignment may be to be a parent. Your assignment may be all kinds of things, but that's not necessarily your purpose. Those assignments are meant to help you fulfill your purpose. And within all those assignments, we're busy fulfilling our purpose. Everything that we do is meant to fulfill loving God, being like Christ, and loving people, building the kingdom of God. And so often we get these two things mixed up and we, re- we think, well, church for me is just going and sitting and receiving. No, church is who you are. It's who you are every day of the week. In fact, this church is just part of a bigger church. All around the world today, we showed you pictures or a picture from North Carolina today. There was another picture from California of students who are being equipped to do the work of ministry. There are people all over the face of the earth today worshiping God together, Christian believers, and we all share the same purpose. Love God, love people, become like Christ, and build the church, build the kingdom. And now we have to find our assignment in this process. Let's look at this from a broader perspective. Babe, go ahead and read 1 Corinthians there. So now we're going to talk about our assignment. 1 Corinthians 12, starting with verse 12, says this. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. If the foot says, well, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. So if we look at this scripture in light of what we just went through with the vase, we are the body of Christ. You and I are the body of Christ. And as a body, we have the same purpose, and that purpose is taking care of the body, loving God and loving people, taking care of the body. That's our purpose. And so the question becomes, how do you serve that purpose? What's your assignment within that purpose? And what we're seeing here in the scripture is that some of you are an eye. Some of you are an ear. Some of you are a foot. Some of you are a liver. Some of you are an intestine. People that work behind the scenes, but you don't want to live life without. Right. And then make the body function and work together. So can you imagine having a body and 80% of it not function. And that's the state of the local church today on average. We know statistically, 80% of the work is done by 20% of the people. What if 100% of the work was done by 100% of the people? What if we functioned as a healthy body where everyone was contributing to the health of the body? Not talking about, oh, great, here we go. Now I'm gonna have to get on the sweeping team. Great, now I got to serve in the parking lot. No, I'm talking about finding your assignment in the body of Jesus Christ and making that your focus for fulfilling the purpose of God. And this is a big body, guys. 
It's a big body all across the world. And so we must find our assignment, the value, the part, the role that we play, as the word says here, and how we cause the body to be healthy and to function and be all that God has designed it to be. Yeah, so one question that we ask ourselves right now as we examine the word and hold it up against our own lives to say, okay, how, how does this really apply to my life? How can I um, make it work in my life? Is how are you engaging your life and how am I engaging my life yeah. to become more like Christ and to help build the kingdom? So this morning, let's ask ourselves the question, how am I engaging my life to really love God and to really build the kingdom of God. Those are questions we have to ask because that's the eternal stuff that matters. In the m- middle of mowing the lawn and doing the laundry and going to work and going to ball games and yeah. all the stuff that fill the jar, we have to be very careful to ask ourselves the question, what am I doing personally to engage in becoming more like Jesus and to become part of the body? And, you know, the filter that we don't want you to use today is, oh, man, now I have something else that I have to, like, do. I have to now become part of, like, serving at the church. Well, we strongly feel you should become a part of what the church does because it's helping you fulfill your assignment to reach people. But I believe that the filter we should think through as we ask ourselves the question is based on this. God's designed you, and he's designed me. And part of that design is... In your DNA is the fact that you are a part of the body. And just like our body, the hand brings a supply to the body, and the body brings a supply to the hand. Right. Right? Yes. When you talk about blood and oxygen and muscles and function, there's a supply that each body part brings to the body and a supply the body brings to the body part. And we we can't exist outside of that. That's part of our DNA as believers. So when we say, hey, let's engage in the work of ministry, let's engage in the, in the body of Christ, what we have to understand is we're not trying to give you something else to do. We're not trying to think of something else for us to do. What we're trying to do is, number one, align to the word. And when we align to the word, because it's how God designed us, Something comes alive in us when we start doing what God asked us to do. There are gifts and callings and all of this stuff inside of you. There's this supply that starts to flow out of you toward other people, but something in you that God has placed in there actually comes alive. Yeah. You, you and I actually become more fulfilled when we take our place in the body. Right. It's not like another thing we have to figure out how to fit in the jar. It's actually part of the driving force that helps us come alive. Truthfully, the longer we pastor, the more we honestly believe that you will not live as full of a good life as you can if you're, connect, if you're not connected to the body. Right. There are things in you, there are things in your family, in your future that you will never even tap into until you and I become an active part of the body and take our place. It's because God designed us that way. It's almost like a hand trying to detach from my body and go over there and f- find some purpose. It's not going to have the supply it needs. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be over there thinking, I'm dying on the vine, off the vine over here, right? Yeah. But when we, when we engage in what God is doing and, and align our lives to fulfill his purpose of being more like Jesus and loving other people, we become alive. So if you think about this vessel again, the truth is it can be filled with anything. And though its purpose is to hold whatever, its assignment can be anything. And there are a lot of times we walk through situations and we've, we've had to navigate this in our own life 
where we, God has asked us to take on different assignments. Being here in Marion, Ohio is an assignment God asked us to take on. We've lived in Oklahoma City. We've lived in Chicago. We've done various, many different things in leadership, leading in organizations different ways. And all those assignments, we always tried to understand what, how we could fulfill God's purpose within that assignment because those assignments are meant to perpetuate the purpose that God has for us. And we know, we've experienced it, we've walked through with people whose lives look just like this, full of fun, full of leisure, full of hard work, full of hard times, and they'll come to us and say, I feel completely empty. I feel lost. Well, how is it that somebody so filled up could feel so empty? The answer to the question is, their life is not built around the purpose for which they were designed. What causes us to feel fulfillment in life is fulfilling our purpose, not just being busy. Being busy just keeps you distracted from the pain, but it doesn't deal with the pain. The pain is only dealt with in forgiveness and grace of God and finding yourself in the purpose of the kingdom of God. That's the only place true health comes from. Filling your days with stuff is not going to help you to live a happy life. The happy life comes from fulfilling your purpose and allowing that purpose to determine what gets put in the jar. If God were to come to you today and say, I need you to change what you're doing and go a completely different direction in your pursuits, would you be able to make that change? If the creator of the jar came to you and said, I need to use you for a different assignment, what would you say? Are you so connected to the what you're doing today that you would not be willing to change assignments? If God came to you and said, I'm leading you to a new career, I'm leading you to a new location, I'm leading you to a new pursuit, what would happen? Would you be able to step into that with grace? Would your response be, you got it, God. I'm just your vessel. Use me for whatever you need to. Yeah, I like flowers. That's my preference. But you can put whatever you want to in me, and I'll accomplish it. I'll go after it. That, you guys, is assignment. And in doing so, what do we fulfill? The purpose for which we were created. Glorifying God, loving God, being like Christ, and loving people, and leading them to Jesus, and building the kingdom of God. Those two simple things. That's our purpose today. So in Ephesians 4.16, we see the scripture that says, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. So today, if you're sitting here and you're like, okay, I, I, know, I realize I need to connect in a greater way to, to an assignment that helps fulfill the purpose, there are processes that we have in this church family to help you do that. One of them is Growth Track. And what Growth Track does Yes, it, can, it walks you through like what this church is about. It gives you some gift tests and some personality tests. But it's to help you connect to the body in a fuller way, to yeah. join a team. There are teams all over the church. But what all of us do, even though we have different assignments, is we are all working together to make this region better, to help connect people to the goodness of God, to help disciple people. So Growth Track, if you haven't started anywhere, go to Growth Track, 9 o'clock every single Sunday. It's a way to help you connect to, to this truth in the body of Christ. The second thing is life groups, especially if you're already serving somewhere on a team. If you are a Christian that has a story about what God has done in your life, what life groups do is if you lead a life group, you're actually doing what the word calls us to do. The Bible says in Mark chapter 16 that we're supposed to make disciples. 
let me talk to some of you who have been walking with God for, for a while now, including us. Who are you personally pouring into? Who are you personally discipling? You know, often when we ask the question, when we train life group leaders and we say, oh, who in here is actively discipling one person? It's like crickets. No one is actually discipling. And it's actually an expectation that the Father has of us who have come up and who God has poured stuff into and we've seen God move in our life. And so these processes, things like growth track, things like life groups, they're ways that you can engage in the body and it will help you fulfill the eternal things, the things that matter. So as we fill our jars of life, all of the eternal things don't get completely crowded out. And, um, you know, we just want to encourage you today. Take a step toward growth track. Take a step toward life group leader training. Take a step in how you're engaging in the purpose that God has for our lives and loving God and loving people. So to make it simple, uh, as we get ready to pray here, this can feel a little bit overwhelming because it can feel like, well, my whole life could be turned. If, If I pursue this, it could change everything. I just want to encourage you that that actually is true. It could. And it will change it for the better. It will take time. I want to encourage you that as you go this week to not go out and try to figure out your assignment. Don't go out and try to figure out, what am I supposed to do? Just begin to steep yourself. If you're saying to yourself, I want to make this change. I want to shift into this this way of thinking. Rather than trying to figure out your assignment, just, just let that go for a while. And focus on renewing your mind towards your purpose. Begin to let yourself see your purpose in everything you do. Look at your leisure time. Look at the fun things that you do. Look at your work. Watch how you navigate difficult moments and ask yourself this question. Am I aware of how my purpose plays out in every one of those things? In doing that, am I growing in my love for God? Am I sharing the love of God with others and building his kingdom and introducing them to the love of God in a greater way? You can do that today and not change anything about your schedule. But here's what we know. We see it again and again. Often people will say, well, I don't have time. I already have my way set, where I'm living, what I'm doing, how I'm going about it. My set of friends, my rhythm is already set. I just simply don't have time to make that change. And because of that, they push the purpose of God out of their lives. And then there are the ones who say, I'm going to go for this. And they jump in and begin to understand purpose. And they begin examining in every area of their life, Am I fulfilling God's purpose? And at first, not much will change. Still have their rhythm, still have their friends, still in the same place, still doing the same things. But they begin to see life from a different perspective. And over time, what we see is that the things that don't fulfill the purpose begin to get replaced with the things of God. Doesn't mean they stop having fun, stop spending time in leisure. It just means life begins to shift. Why? Because now we're seeing it from the God perspective. That everything I do is meant to pursue my purpose. And naturally, over time, we begin to see this change, this shift, that there's a, a change in their attitude toward their own life, their willingness to do the things of God, who they're hanging out with, the stuff that they're doing in those hangout times, the careers that they're pursuing. We, I've seen it again and again. People say, you know what I recognize now is that though I had built a good career, it wasn't what God wanted for me. I've seen people take great leaps of faith because they recognize There's a greater purpose for me and it can't be fulfilled as long as my time is being sucked up right here in this moment. And so they make the shift. And guess what happens? God meets them in that faith. He walks them through the season 
doesn't mean there aren't some rocks to deal with in that transition. But where they are now is light years ahead of where they were. Why? Because they made that shift. This is my purpose. God, what is my assignment? I'll do what you've asked me to do. So I encourage you to begin making that mental shift, asking yourself, God, how can I fulfill my purpose of loving you, loving people, being like Christ, building your kingdom in a greater way than what I'm doing today? He'll help you make the transition. So let me pray for you today. Would you bow your heads with me? God, we're so grateful for this word. Lord, we see in action in even the students that were on the stage today, God, this this very topic happening in their lives. They're discovering at an early age what their true purpose is and what it means to have an assignment according to that purpose. Father, it's beautiful to watch how they're growing and embracing those things. Lord, we know that as adults today, it's harder for us sometimes because we're a little more set in our ways. But God, we know you're able. We know you're capable. We know you want to help us be transformed by the way that we think. So Father, I pray by your Holy Spirit today that for every heart in this room today that is willing, for the willing hearts, God, that you begin to open up your perspective in their lives so they can see the steps they can take to begin this change. Lord, for those who are not yet convinced that they want to be willing, I pray for just your love to begin to soften their hearts so they can begin to see how the life of living and purpose for you is greater than any other experience we can have. Lord, to begin to reveal that, I pray by your word through conversation. We want to be, Father, a church where 100% of the people are in pursuit of you pursuit of their purpose of you are stepping into their assignments are perpetuating the gospel of Jesus Christ impacting this world on many many levels in the business sector the education sector the entertainment sector God in ministry in so many ways so I pray that right now every heart that's in here today those that have an ear to hear hear what the spirit is saying to you in Jesus name Thank you for it, Lord. Listen, while your heads are bowed today, you may say, Pastor, I, I, need to, I need to renew my relationship with Christ. I need to recommit my heart to him. Or you might be saying, I need to take that step for the first time. Say yes to Jesus. No matter where you are in that journey, if today you want to pray this prayer with me and make a commitment to Christ, I want to pray with you right now. While every head is bowed, I want to just ask if, you, if that's you, if you want to pray that prayer right now, just lift your hand up in the air put it right back down. Just lift it up, put it right back down and say, that's me. I want to commit. I'm committing right now. Committing to Christ. Committing to his purpose, his plan. Anybody else before we pray? It's awesome. Thank you for those hands. Church, are we excited to pray with our friends today? Yes. We are, aren't we? Yeah. Well, why don't you stand up with me as we pray and get ready to go here. Father, I thank you this room is full of incredible potential. This room is filled with dreams and desires. This room is filled with needs today, Father. Lord, you look into the heart of every man and woman in this room today. You discern their thoughts. You know what's going on in their lives. You're not surprised by any challenge that we face. You're not surprised by any desire that we have, God. 
I believe that you desire to shape and mold our reality. So God, I pray right now for those who are feeling hurt today. Maybe they've been hurt by religious ideas. Maybe they've been hurt by the words of another person. Maybe they've been disappointed. Some have said they would, but they didn't. God, maybe they've made decisions today that left them in in a way that they didn't want to be. They don't want to be in that stage of life. They don't want to have to deal with the fallout of that. God, there may be someone here today. I know there are someone here today who are, they just, they don't know what their future is. They're trying to figure it out. Feel a little lost. But God, there's not a person in this room that you have not designed an assignment for that is connected to your purpose in which they will find fulfillment and grace. So I just feel compelled to release by faith today revelation of who you are in Jesus Christ. That you're not meant to be trampled upon by the enemy. You're not meant to be held in confusion. You're not meant to be held in depression. You're not meant to be held back on any level, but you are meant to succeed. You are meant to walk in victory. You are meant to live by faith. You are meant to go higher. You are meant to do greater. You are meant for God's purpose. And I release faith today that if you will dig in and lean in, God will show you how this thing works and it won't be intimidating to you at all. It won't be hard for you at all in terms of of making the change. You'll see it clearly and go after it. If you'll lean in, God will walk you through it. So I just released my faith today that that's going to be your reality. The coming weeks and months as you lean in, it's going to be your reality. Your story is going to become something that others can draw from, draw life from. You receive that today? Yes. You receive that? Just pray this prayer after me right now. Just say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you died for my sins. I believe the Spirit of God raised you from the dead and you're alive today. So I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins. Make my heart clean. I'm inviting you to be my Lord, my leader in life. Help me to understand my purpose and discover my assignment to love you and to love others. Amen. Come on, somebody give Jesus a big cheer today. Thank you, Lord.